Thanks for listening to English Go podcast. To listen without advertisements or to read episode transcripts, visit englishgo.co.uk for more information. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out-of-pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what-ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. I'm going to be talking again about a topic related to learning English. Well, actually, I suppose this can be applied to any language. And uh, recently, I've been doing quite a lot of these kind of language learning related episodes. And I'm certainly happy about that because I really enjoy talking about this topic. And the reason I've been doing it is because so many of you have been getting in touch with me and asking questions about language learning. So that means I'm going to be talking about language learning as I answer those questions for you. I'm actually really interested in language learning not just learning Japanese, which is what I do, um, I'm, I realized that as I started to learn Japanese, I became interested in like the process of learning a language. Like, how do you learn a language? Yeah, it wasn't just about how do I, how do I study Japanese? It was how do I learn a language? How, how do you begin that? Because I'm a self-studier. I teach myself uh, Japanese. So I suppose the first thing I should have done is learn how to teach myself Japanese. I didn't. I just picked up any textbook from a, a bookstore and started trying to learn and failed very badly. Um, and it took me a long time to work out how you learn a language. And when I figured that out, studying Japanese was really easy. It took a lot of time. It's still taking time. <laughs> I haven't finished, of course. Um, but yeah, it became really easy after I'd figured that out. Anyway, today's question is from Shaynis. So hello, and thanks very much for listening to this podcast. Uh, she wants to improve her English listening ability, as I'm sure you all do who are listening to this podcast. 
And one of the problems that she's having is exposure to English. So she lives in Turkey, and in order to get more exposure, in order to、um, come into contact more、uh, with English, she listens to English podcasts. And she was wondering if I have any suggestions. Well, I think it's a really interesting subject, and it's one that I've heard a lot of people talk about. So you're trying to learn a language, but you don't live in the country where that language is spoken. So your exposure to that language is low. Now, some people say, like, ah,、uh, because I don't live. In a country where they speak English, I can't improve my English. You know that's holding me back, that's stopping me from、uh, getting better at listening, at speaking, and so on. That's not true. That's actually a load of rubbish. I think if if you said that to me a long time ago, if you said that to me before the internet existed, then I would say, yeah, okay, <laughs> you're right. Um, but today, that's not true. That's definitely not true. It is true that you don't have much exposure because you don't live in an English-speaking country. But there's something that you can do about that, and it's something that all of you should be doing. And I suppose listening to this podcast is part of doing that. But anyway, what you should be doing is building up an English environment. Your own English environment, and this will ensure, this will make sure that you will get enough exposure to English.、Um, this is exactly what I ended up doing when I was studying Japanese really hard. So I had this this period, I had this time when I went a bit crazy studying Japanese for around one. One year and eight months,、um, and during that time, I thought I've got to get some exposure to Japanese. You know, it's no good、um, just having loads of English every day. I, I, somehow, I need Japanese. And at this point, I couldn't understand anything. You know, I, I was. I think even if I said I was a beginner, that was、uh, that that was being very kind to myself. I, I couldn't understand podcasts. I yeah, anything. It was just it was just really really、um, starting out. So what I did is I listened and I listened and I listened,、uh, even though I didn't understand anything.、Uh, and obviously, whilst I was doing this, I was trying to read and I was trying to、uh, listen to words and vocabulary, and I was studying vocabulary as well. And slowly, I got better. Um, until the point I could listen to podcasts,、um, basic podcasts, I suppose,、uh, sort of like this podcast, maybe a bit intermediate le-、uh, level. Anyway, I did this by creating this Japanese environment. So you have to create an English environment. And what I did was, obviously, podcasts were one of those things. I I found podcasts. I found dramas. I found music. Um, I found books and just as many things as I could. I did in Japanese. I actually went. I went maybe a bit too far. I banned myself. I forbid myself from watching or doing 
anything in English. Um, so I wouldn't read books in English. I wouldn't listen to English music. I wouldn't uh, watch English television. Maybe a tiny bit, but yeah, almost everything I did was Japanese. It was just crazy. And um, because of where I was living, I didn't I didn't spend a lot of time with friends. I only saw people and spoke English when I went to this Japanese meetup. So when I went to the Japanese meetup, I would meet people and then we'd talk about studying Japanese. Um, but we didn't speak in Japanese. We're always speaking in English there, really. Um, so like the whole week was me um, just immersed in Japanese, just exposed to Japanese all the time. I think I think I got more exposure doing that than I would have in Japan. Um, uh, I'll talk about I'll talk a bit about that actually. So when I went to Japan last, uh, I was there for two months, and I already had this sort of like uh, Japanese environment that I used to practice this like exposure to Japanese, this routine. Um, and when I went to Japan, I took that routine with me. So I was doing all of the all of the studying. I was watching, you know, drama. I was trying to listen to words. I was listening to podcasts. I was listening to the radio. Um, and on top of that, I, everything else I had to do was in Japanese as well. So you know, if I go out to a supermarket and I have to speak to someone, that's also in Japanese. Um, and when I spoke to my girlfriend, I had to speak to her in Japanese and. There was no English at that time, no English at all, and it was, it was not good for me. It, I ended up, my Japanese got worse. I've spoken about this before, but yeah, my Japanese got worse because it was just too much. It was an overload. It was uh, my brain couldn't cope with all of it. So you might think that going to another country is like a guaranteed way to get more exposure. And I suppose it is. But I had a negative experience when I went to another country. It, it hurt my Japanese. And I, I remember thinking, wow, studying, studying Japanese in England was so much easier than it is studying it in Japan. Um, so yeah, I, I do think that you can study, you can create that environment you can create that exposure for yourself. I mean, I remember I used to, even when I couldn't understand what was being said in podcasts, I would just leave the radio on all day just to get like my brain listening to the sounds uh, of another language. Um, and I'd listen to radio all day. Uh, I'd just leave it on in the background. So I wasn't really paying too much attention. But as I became better, at listening, as my listening skills and my Japanese level improved, I could start listening, you know, properly listening, not just not just hearing something in the background. But yeah, I would I would fit it into every spare moment I had. If I was traveling somewhere, I'd stop listening to music. I I, I always listen to music when I'm traveling normally, but I stopped listening to music and I was listening to uh, Japanese radio or Japanese podcasts instead. And like I said, I just stopped doing everything in English. So all of the stuff that I would normally enjoy doing, I just tried to convert it into Japanese instead. And that's entirely possible now, thanks to the internet. That really isn't too hard to do. 
I mean, for me, I live in England, so it's probably much harder than it is for you. I mean, I should imagine in your country, you can perhaps go into a bookstore and pick up a book in English. Maybe you can switch on the TV and find a program in English. Um, maybe, I don't know, maybe you can go to a cinema and watch a film in English. I can't do any of that in Japanese in England. There are no Japanese books. There are no Japanese films. There's no Japanese music.、Um, there's no Japanese TV shows. So, like, I really have to、um, search the internet. If it wasn't for the internet, I would really be in trouble, I think. But I do remember hearing about someone、um, who was、uh, teaching themselves Japanese even before the internet was a big thing. And you couldn't, you couldn't really like download videos or anything like that on the internet back then. It was too slow.、Um, and this person managed to rent some Japanese, I think he rented some Japanese animation videos and just watched them again and again and again because it was the only thing he could find.、Um, So he just used it many, many times and that helped him learn Japanese.、Uh, so you don't even need a lot of material. You don't need a lot of podcasts. You don't need a lot of、uh, TV shows or anything. You can just repeat the same thing over and over again. Just keep listening. And that's actually a good thing to do, especially if you listen to a podcast. So if you listen to one of my episodes, And you understand 70%, and you try listening to it again. I think maybe next time you'll understand 80%, and you listen again, and maybe it goes up. Maybe you can understand 90% next time. So it is good to listen、um, to things more than once, depending on how much you understood the first time. And obviously, as your level gets better, then you know, listening to the same thing again and again becomes really boring. It becomes more interesting to listen to new things instead. So, there's a lot of sort of trying to understand yourself, trying to see what level you're at. But, yes,、uh, basically, if you don't have an English environment yet, you should really be thinking about what does my English environment look like and maybe start collecting material, start collecting uh, books, uh, films, uh, TV shows. Podcasts, I don't know, do have a routine where you listen to the radio. Maybe just leave an English radio station playing、uh, in the background whilst you do other tasks. Just so you've got that contact all the time, just so you've got that exposure all the time. Maybe you don't listen to, you know, maybe you don't concentrate on it so hard, but maybe every now and again you just think, oh, let's just listen to that bit. That bit's interesting. Stuff like that really helps. So, absolutely, you can create. Uh, an English environment. You can create English exposure. And you don't need to live in England or another English speaking country. You don't need to come to the UK. You don't need to go to America or Australia or New Zealand or wherever or Canada.、Um, it's, yeah, you can just do it at home. And、uh, I have done it. It worked.、Um, I've done it in Japan. It didn't work. <laughs> so, so, yeah. Uh, just, just try and build that up and try and get that going. And I'm sure it will work really well for you. And for all of you listening as well, yeah, do, do please think about、uh, getting a, an English environment、um, sorted out, getting it done. Right. I do hope you've enjoyed that podcast and I hope you have a lovely day today. I think I will. I'm looking out the window. It's, it's lovely and sunny. It's cold, 
because it's England and uh, winter is coming. Is it here? It doesn't feel like winter. It's been a bit warm lately, but yeah, lovely sunny day. So I am going to enjoy that now. Bye-bye. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. A lot can happen in three years. Like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri-Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at UH1.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening until the very end of the show. If you've enjoyed this episode, please give my podcast a rating, or if you have the time, write a review. It's a really nice way of letting me know you enjoy these episodes and encourages me to make more of them for you. Thanks very much and have a lovely day.